Welcome to the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. Cantica Sinfonia has for the past decade specialized in medieval and Renaissance polyphony, and most especially the music of Guillaume de Fay. Over the course of several years, the ensemble has released a series of recordings dedicated to the music of de Fay on the Glossa label, two volumes of motets, one of chansons, and most recently in 2014, a recording of arguably de Fay's most influential polyphonic works, the Misa C'est la Fache Palais and Misa L'Omarmé. These two masses are among the first in history to use secular or popular songs rather than plain chant as the Cantus Firmus. For the Misa C'est la Fache Palais, Dufay uses his own chanson of the same name, while the underlying tune in the Misa L'Omarmé was just a popular anonymous song from the time. The allusions to the common and the secular, with the tunes on which Dufay composed these Latin masses, was unconventional, though many other composers soon followed suit. In the place of time-honored plain chant, these cantus firmi seem to offer new layers of meaning, or at least feed our curiosity. What inspired Dufay to use these particular tunes? We probably can't ever have a definitive answer to that question, but in the CD's liner note, musicologist Anne Walters Robertson offers at least one theory. Robertson links both of these masses to two historical events in 1453. First, Duke Louis of Savoy, a man with whom Dufay was well acquainted, took possession of a famous relic, the thought to be burial linen of Christ, which came to be known as the Shroud of Turin. And second, in 1453, Constantinople fell under siege in the east, inciting calls for more crusades and a counterattack. But what does all of this have to do with Dufay and his newfangled masses? Dufay, who lived much of his life in Combray, was around the time of these 1453 events engaged by the Duke to come to Savoy. Perhaps the Duke wanted a new musical work to accompany his newly prized relic cloth, and perhaps Dufay thought his chanson, C'est la Fache Palais, or The Pale-Faced Man, was a good fit. See, paleness was a standard trope in the world of courtly love, and in this chanson, the hero mentions that his face is pale because of his love for his lady. And Dufay, transferring that to the sacred, in the context of the relic of the shroud, could have been with his use of the C'est la Fache Palais tune, inferring Christ's pallor as the groom and the church his bride, his lady-in-waiting. is similar thought presented with this recording about Dufay's Misa L'Omarmé, based on the medieval pop song The Armed Man. Granted, Dufay probably didn't write this mass until several years after the fall of Constantinople in 1453. Nevertheless, military attitudes would have been in the air. 
In this context, then, Christ becomes the armed man, a champion in battle, the hoped-for hero. Oh, there is much speculation about Lomarme and Dufay's derived mass. Maybe it references the Archangel Michael. Or maybe Dufay used it because there was a tavern with a similar name near where he lived in Cambrai. Or maybe he used it because of its associations with the fraternity, the Order of the Golden Fleece. Or perhaps it had something to do with Charles the Bold's ascension as the Burgundian Duke. Well, no matter how you think of it, Cantica Symphonia gives a lovely rendition of it. I've heard several recordings of these masses, but not normally with instruments. And you might not be used to hearing instruments on these pieces either. Of course, evidence can be found for performances both ways. Certainly instruments could double or replace voice parts at times, but did they? And how much did they? And how often? And to what extent? Modern performers must make their own educated reconstructions in the absence of definitive conclusions. Cantica Symphonia has chosen to add instruments to their performance of these Dufay masses, not out of a strong sense of historical accuracy, but rather a stated desire to, quote, allow the modern listener to be able to savor fully the richness and the varietas of Dufay's polyphony. Harp, fiddles, slide trumpets, sackbuts, and organ all make appearances in this recording, offering a very different soundscape than, say, the Hilliard Ensemble's celebrated recording many years ago. This is a jam-packed CD, two masses, side-by-side, and over 80 minutes of music. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, you can find out more information about the recording on her website. Just visit harmoniaearlymusic.org. While you're there, check out our archive of blogs, podcasts, and shows, and visit our online shop, 
where a portion of your purchase benefits Harmonia. This has been the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. Thanks for listening.